Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a role-playing podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. It's just me giving the intro this week because we split our last recording into two. The first half uh, was our last release, this is the second part of it. I'm the host, Adam Dixon. Joining me today are Elizabeth Simones, Fryn Henderson, Ryan Evans, and Steve Martin. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals, and you can find all of our Twitter handles on there as well. While I record this intro, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has listened so far. Uh, the reception to our first five episodes has been amazing. If you've enjoyed the series so far, please do help us out by sharing it with people who you think might be interested, or leaving a review on podcast hosting sites like iTunes. You see, uh, like, two pairs of eyes. Hello? Can you, can you understand me? Yeah, you're Briss. Briss, yes, that's me. Who are the others? This is Belka. Uh, they're a storyteller. Maddie, like, looks at Belka? A storyteller? What kind of stories? All kinds of stories. All the ones that matter. I, I, I tell stories too. Tell me one of yours. If you are who you say you are. When the world was new, there was only concept. Thought without form. Only everything at once. And yet nothing at all. The first, last remnant on Simi saw that there should be more. And so it took the threads for the beginning and it spun them with the other ideas, right through until the last. When the work was done, they took the thread and dove downward into the world waiting to be, where they crashed into the ground. Where they hit, the impact was so great they sunk a whole region, and were torn apart. The soul still held the thread and so it buried deep under the ground, to anchor the beginning in the world, from where it stretched high up into the sky towards the end. Deep under the earth, it curled up around the start, and slept. High above, split from the sleeping knowing, the being body walked in circles around the world thread, and from its being and its witnessing the world was born, Everywhere it passed, the thought of things solidified, and wound another thread around the world's string. And so it wanders still, gathering the tales of life, until the rope is thick and strong, until the sleeper awakens, and together they pull down the end of things. Maddie is kind of, her eyes are kind of like a little bit wrapped, and, and she, she's like, I've never heard of those remnants before. You must come from a long... Long way away from here. What did you say your name was again? Belka. I'm Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Maddie, is there anyone else back there? Do you have a family? Why are you talking to me like a, like I'm a child? There are three of us. Four if you include Leaf. Why are you here? What? What? We've got. We've got half a village worth of people, and there's a storm outside that, as far as we know, is going to kill them. We're trying to find somewhere safe. And we found these caves, and you're here, and I don't want to bring them here without your permission. Can we bring our people here? Please. You can, but you won't find sanctuary here. You live here? Like, Maddie, like, looks at Belka's. We've lived here, yes, but not for much longer. There used to be so many more of us, and then... And then it came. But something came from beneath, and... There were maybe a hundred of us, and, and there are two of us now. They're a cast and leaf, but they came from the outside. Why are you still here? 
where else would we go? Like, we're, we're, we're surrounded. I didn't even know there was a way in. I, I don't know how you, how, how you three made it in. You've, have, wait, have you never left here? No, we've left here, but the, the thing, it, it's everywhere. It's hunting everywhere. Briss looks at Callan, somewhat concerned, <laughs> to put it mildly. I think at this point, like, this is definitely the point where you hear something behind you. I, th- I think it, like, sounds like a gust of wind, um, and, but, like, not quite. It's like, it's like something that echoes, but I don't think it's particularly, like... I think the echo is so far away that you don't quite hear what the original sound was. It's, it's kind of like an, a hollow imprint of a sound. Uh, Briss spins around, pushes past Belker and, and Callan, and just gets between... Is, is the closest one to the sound very quickly. Uh, has possibly drawn her sword as well. Uh, she's getting pretty spooked out right now. <laughs> uh, you, you hear Maddie like, from behind you. Wait, wait here. Um, you should be fine. It, it sounds far away, but we'll find a way to let you in. We'll whisper to the other two. I'm, I'm not sure we want to go in. Maybe, maybe this was a bad idea. I think Becca's going to do a bit of a... A bit of a shrug. Um, from below, from above, mm, not good choices, but I'd rather be dry. As far as we know, the storm hasn't killed anyone yet. Whatever's down here has killed almost a hundred people. I'm not. I'm not bringing them here. I'm not bringing Corin here. Um, with, with the mention of Corin, let's let's go back over <laughs> to Chala. <laughs> nice. So Chala. Uh-huh. I obviously sat on this tree stump with his head in his hands, and in front of him, uh, Ven and Aylin are, are like dancing hand in hand, like kind of spinning round. And as you like walk up to them, like skipping along, I imagine you're like singing like songs from your village. Yeah. Uh, Venrin, Saval, and Corin at this point all break from your hands and like run to join the other two uh, ah. then, then and Aelin and, and start like doing a new dance together seriously so what is it out of the frying pan and into the fire something like that right I have I have like turns to look at you are you not dancing no I was trying to dance them away from the dancing but I just danced them away from the dancing to more dancing which is not plan. You're not dancing. I'm trying not to, but it gets it gets to you. We need to keep moving. Yeah. I can try what I did last time again, but I have a feeling it's gonna go badly. Do you have any other? Do you have any better ideas? Yeah. He he looks at you and like nods. I I I do. What is it? Like it? You're not going to. I I I I don't like it. And I think mean, like at this point in like. He, like, whips his hands, like, upwards, and, like, a small li- little creature, like, comes out, comes out from, like, beneath his jacket, and, like, like, sort of, like, spins along his arm to, like, like, land in his hand. And I think the creature is the creature that you'd seen him, like, playing with before. Okay. It's a little weasel-like, uh, maybe a little bit shorter and stubbier. And Aww. he offers it to you. He, he hands it to you. Um, and put, do you, do you take it? Yeah, I'll pick it up, but... Keep this safe. Wait, why? I, I can't control it, I cannot when... I need to control them. Okay, I think. I am confused. 
So he's offering to um, to use the control that he used on this creature on humans. So one of the things that was established in the world building episode was that he's got an ability to to kind of control things. Yeah. And I think you've you've probably seen little bits of this um, with, with, when he was controlling the animals. Yeah. I remember the the animal kind of controlling. And I don't think he's big on using it on people. He's definitely not big on using it on people. But I feel like this is a situation where he feels this might be the only way forward. Okay. He walks up to the group and then turns around to you and goes, I think I I can only manage two. Oh, no. Um, We've got Corin, Ven, Venrin... Uh... Island and ah, Savelle. Island Savelle. Two? Two. I, I wish more, but... Can I help? Will these help? Like the book and whatever else I've got. Oh, the stone. I do have the stones, yeah. Uh, three. They're very pretty, but they're mine. But... That, will, will, will these help? I don't know. <laughs> what can we... We two. We have. We have to get them all. I think at this point, uh, like, I off kind like kneels down in front of you. I'm sorry, but you I can't. heard the screams. We can't do that again. Maybe we can still convince some of them. Maybe some. Not far gone, but. Okay, well, let's try. Let's try and convince them first, and then take whoever else. Okay. Um, are you trying to convince them? Yeah. This poor child. Not having a good day. Um, I feel like this is probably attempt fate. Yeah, I think this is attempt fate. I don't. I don't know whether it easily fits into anything else. I don't. Uh, yeah, and I don't think I will try that. I will try the the dancing thing again. That just seems too dangerous. Yeah, and I think you've already done yeah. it once. And yeah. And I think the dancing that they're doing is getting more and more, like, wild. Yeah. So, this is going to be probably a very... I think we're still in angry. No, I think we're... No, I think we're in scared. Because before it was getting annoyed at one point. Now this just keeps happening. I think this is scared. Sure. All right. Uh, what is your scared? Uh, my scared is... Uh, I'm not spiked, it's two. Cool. Okay. Uh, when you tempt fate, roll. On a 10 plus you do it. On a 7 to 9 you do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. It's on a 10 plus. So, so you're trying to convince them? Yeah. Or is this... I just... Well... Convince my people. Do you have manipulate, actually? I do have manipulate. Oh, so maybe this is a manipulate. Yeah? Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Okay. So on a 7 to 9, on a 10 plus, they do it and you choose 1, on a 7 to 9, choose 2. Okay. Well, I want them all to do it. So, alright. Let's, let's try this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so you rolled a 5, so you get to mark XP. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Are we going to end another episode with Chala hearing the <laughs> screams of the people she's trying to save? This poor kid. I'm very sorry. Are you, though? You knew this wasn't <laughs> going to go well. Okay, what happens?
Okay. Um, what What are you doing? Describe how you're trying to like convince them. Well, I think because this failed, the only thing Chala is really able to do is kind of walk around them, screaming at them. Okay. Trying to just like yelling at them that the caravan is like just this way. We just need to keep going. Stop dancing. <laughs> Probably, like, barely audible over the storms as well. Um, I imagine with tears streaming down her face at this point. (sighs) Poor Chala. Poor Chala. Okay, um... But yeah, just just screaming. Lots of it. Okay, uh, I feel like you're walking around... You're walking around this circle, um... It, and I think, like, their dance is kind of circling, but it's kind of like circle, like a circle that kind of swirls around itself. So there's, like, lots of movement inside of it. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of, like, holding each other's hands and swinging each other around. And I feel like, as, as you're watching, um, you can see, like, bits, there's almost, like, bits where they're, like, scratching each other's arms as they're flinging each other around. Like, there's no consideration of each other's, like, bodies as they're doing this. They're just doing it. They're just dancing. And as you're like circling round, you, you start to feel more and more a part of this dance. You, you, you're kind of hypnotized by, by the movements and the swirls and like the kind, the matches, the storm and, and the snows around it. And you can feel yourself being drawn in. The dance is calling to you. Do you dance? That is not a fair question. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think probably yes. Are you giving in? I'm going to be so pissed if you make it back. You can try and resist here if you want to, but that's totally up to you. I don't think so. I think it's been a really long day. And she's just going to join the dance. Okay. I feel like there's a further move here, which is, I feel like by joining the dance, um, there was a thing that you were unaware of. Underneath the screams, that were hid inside the, the howls and roars of the storm. You didn't notice until now, but there was also like a rhythm and a beat. And each of those beats seems seem to be a word. They seem to be a truth. They seem to be whispers. And as you let yourself go, as, as you grasp Corin's hand and, and allow yourself to be spun round, you can, you can hear it in your head. A single word, like whispered in your skull with the rhythm of a drumbeat. And it's just welcome. the worst word I think because you I think because you let it you you, you do gain a bond I think you, you've got a bond on the storm on um, yes the storm does have a name I have a bond on the storm um but the storm's name is Strail S-T-R-A-E-L okay I think as you dance I think, I think because you gave yourself to it I think as you dance you 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 get a sense of, like, the storm and its purpose. And it's driven by a remnant called Strail. Okay. And its purpose is to, cl- 
like it, it's its goal, its purpose that you are being claimed for here is to claim the shadow for its own. Fucking hell! Goodness <laughs> gracious! Okay, so Vens. Yes. You're heading north, right? Yep, me and Shrew. We're going on an adventure. Yeah, so we're, I think, skirting around Khan Veskel, sort of heading for Mishik, I think. Which of you is leading? I'm leading. So yeah, you imagine the easiest route is to uh, skirt along the west side of Khan Veskel uh, until you reach the River Asulk, uh, which which will lead you to Mishik. Uh, and you can kind of break off from the river at any point, but like following the river will give you the will probably be following the river will probably make the most sense because it gives you like the best bearings. Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably a route that I've taken many times before. So yeah, we'll we'll follow it down. I, th- I'm, I think we'll get close to Mishik before we pull off, but I don't think I'd want to specifically go there. Okay, I think the scene here is um, you and Shu walking along, sort of, I imagine, you in the front, and Shu kind of, out of politeness, uh, out of politeness, he's kind of keeping your pace. Like, he could obviously outpace you here, but I feel like he's walking a little bit behind you, letting you lead, keeping your pace. And I guess a little bit glad that he can kind of relax a little bit, because... Briss has been pushing people hard. You're both very, very tired. You've you've probably been awake for a couple of days. And you've skirted along the west edge of the mountain and you're coming to coming to the spot where the where the river Asalk springs forth out of Khan Veskel. I feel like this is where she pulls alongside you. A good sign, Hashu. I think if we follow this follow the river here, it'll lead us to our objective. How do you know where the shadow is? I feel like at this point he's kind of taking a break and he's like lapped some of the warp spring water in, into his mouth and starts to refill his water skin. Do, how does this work? Do you do you have a connection? We're connected in a manner. It speaks to me. I speak to it. It gives me strength, and I do what it needs, what it needs to be done. It speaks to you. I I never believed them when they said that. The elders they they'd always say things like the remnants speak to us, they I just thought they were making it up. Maybe they were, but it definitely speaks to me. What kind of conversations do you have with a remnant? Like, hey, how are you? No not such small talk. Then what? The elders said that remnants were gods? I d I d I don't know whether I believe that, but if, if if they're gods or something more than us, why would they choose to speak to us? You think of a god and you think of something so powerful. There's often small things it cannot do for itself. Where there's always gods, there's always followers. The people willing to do things to to help please the god. And that's where I come in. So you're, so you're one of the envoys then? Are you, are you human? I've heard of the beasts and and strange things that characters will, but not not a human. There's many like me. Some people are born with the skill, the talent that's honed to become someone that can channel this power. 
it seems that every day the world just keeps getting stranger. For you, your world has always been in it. I think at this point, like, he looks down um, to, like, the orb that has, like, turned a milky white and, like, holds it. What did you do to this? What What is this? How you filled your your skin with water, you can fill this with a thought, a feeling. Using this, I can channel my power without it taking a toll on me. He looks back down at it and goes, So is it empty now? Whose soul was in this? I don't know. Sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you get a a shadow of the feeling or a a glimpse of what was. It was from that that mill, right? I thought there were things from the river that just washed up and... But no, they, they must have come from that mill. People hold them in high regard. Some people have the power to take these feelings and place them into these orbs for protection, to be kept forever. Unfortunately, I need them to stop myself from not being me anymore. Like, she was just sort of, he's coming to, like, a grim conclusion that he doesn't want to come to. The people in, from Atris, they, they were gone, and I saw down there, there were, there were hundreds of these things. All of their stuff was there. They, 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 he, he just kind of, like, pulls the orb from, like, around his neck, like, the string kind of, like, untying and throws it to the floor, and then just, just walks off. I'm picking up the orb and putting it in my pocket. Cool. Is he headed in the general direction that we were going before? Along the river, or has he just stopped for a bit? I think he just uh, disappears behind some rocks for a bit before coming back. Um, it, like, his eyes are a little bit red, but I think he, he he's kind of shouldered his pack, and, and you continue on your way. Um, Back into the caves. So, Belka and Briss... Uh, Briss is absolutely, well, no, she's definitely not completely breaking it, um, but is really, really a little bit freaked out by this whole cursed place. Okay. Um, so, so you heard, like, the sound of the footsteps go away. Are you waiting for them to come back? Like, like they said, you know, I'll be back in a minute. I think the indication is they're going to get, like, the others. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's a good thing. Um, can I still hear the, the the noise or the echo, or was that just like a one-time thing? I feel like you're you're stood there for like a couple of minutes, and and you don't hear anything. It it's just silent for a while before you hear uh, another sound, and, and yeah, you hear like the echoing sound again, and and this time you can kind of distinguish a little bit of its start before like it imprints itself and fades in the echo. And it and it sounds like if you're going to take like a piece of foley equipment and get like a piece of fabric that's old and falling apart and you pulled it apart in front of the microphone. Like like the sound of like tearing and separating but amplified. Oh good. Good. Okay. That's that's fine. Um this is fine. Everything's fine. How are you feeling, Belka? Mm. I think almost excited. <laughs> of course you, you know are. in that of way course. where you know something bad might happen but you get kind of like nervously excited about it. That's just me. Okay. No, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. 
I feel like Callan at this point has um, also pulled out like a knife um, from his side. Briss looks back and looks up at him. Is that all you've got? Unhooks the like, still while looking down the thing, uh, unhooks the uh, the spear from where it's strapped to her back, uh, and passes it to him and says, "I want that back." Uh, Callan takes the spear and like hands and like looks at Belka. Do you have a weapon? No. And like and like puts uh, the knife into your hand. Nice. What 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 she said? I want it back. Yeah, Becca's gonna nod. I I don't want to keep it. <laughs> I feel like a minute later that the, the sound of like tearing seems to come even closer, and it seems to be whereas before it was an echo that happened and then stopped. It seems to be an echo that's slowly getting louder. How is everyone feeling? I think Briss is now that it's been a, there's it's been happening for a little while. I think she's actually managed to center herself. She's settled into the inevitability of battle, and the fear's just been replaced by by calm now. Belko, are you still? Yeah, I'm sticking excited? with excited because both I don't know what's happening, and there's the sort of potential for something big being about to happen, but also. I think because Belka's kind of caught up in all this local lore about the things that live underground and how important and exciting they are. That's sort of kind of probably a bit overwhelming to be like, oh, this might be one of them. Sure. Um, I'm going to carefully step forward, um, check check the torch, um, take maybe five paces forward down the corridor, down, sorry, down the tunnel, um, and prop the torch up against the wall so that it will keep burning as long as possible. Okay. But also let us see further down the, the corridor. Okay. Um, I imagine you go to where, like, the divide in the paths is? Sure. I feel like you get there and you prop up the torch. And it casts its light so you can see in all of the directions. To the right, which is the cave system, you didn't go down with, like, the low shelf. You notice that there's something... There's something on the edge of the shelf. It's, it's like a small thing, maybe like three inches across, and it looks sort of, I guess, fleshy? Or like plant-like, just, just, on, just on the rim of, of, of the drop. Literally nothing good has ever been described as seeming fleshy. <laughs> fleshy, yeah. Um, I curse. <laughs> uh, and I hesitate before it, like, just as I'm leaning the torch up against the wall and I just watch it for a couple of seconds while occasionally glancing back over my shoulder down the other corridors to see if there's anything else moving and I just watch it it doesn't move it doesn't move um, you spend a little bit of time like looking at it I guess you'd like hold the torch to get a better look is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not moving towards it. Just kind of swinging the torch in its direction. Okay. So as you swing the torch over it, you you see a few things. So you see that it's like I say, it's maybe like three inches across, and it's a yellowish. So it, so it seems to be a yellowish color, and seems to be made of something fibrous. And it seems to be straining at the edge, like as if something is pulling at it from 
from over the edge. Good. Okay. Um, Callan. Callan, get up here. Callan starts to move forward. Uh, Belka, what uh, are you doing? Nervously watching this weird rope. Oh, are you, are you alongside Briss? I'm going to be behind. I'm definitely behind Briss. Okay. But kind of peeking over the shoulder. The rope doesn't bother me. The potential of the rope bothers me quite a lot. Callan, uh, Callan uh, comes alongside you as well. Okay, just just watch my back. I don't want to... Was that there when we came through the first time? Do you remember? Either of you? I don't know. Is it is it some kind of mushroom? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, and sort of a little bit buoyed up by the idea that it's just a mushroom. I'm going to uh, edge forward and just put, put my torch towards it um, and go to touch the torch against it with my arm fully outstretched, like, quite carefully. Okay. Um, it burns. Can I, can I still hear the tearing noise, by the way? Yeah. Um, the tearing noise is, I guess, a little bit louder now you've come into this corridor. It's still not, like... Is it coming from this cor- corridor or um, somewhere else? Yeah, it seems to be coming from this corridor. Um, but it seems to just be all around you. It's, like, no specific point of origin. It's a little bit louder. It's not, like, deafening yet. Oh, but it still seems to be mainly far away. But there are definitely, like, smaller, like, closer sounds. Um, so you put your torch onto, onto this yellow thing, and it spits and burns as, as the heat gets closer. And there's a smell of, uh, there's a smell of burning fat. And the thing burns away from the edge, and you hear, like, a noise of something dropping and squelching. Ah, I hate that I'm about to do this, but, um... Gonna carefully walk up to the the shelf, um, and holding the torch over the top of it, and then carefully look over, see see what's down there. Um, do you want to make a pay attention to the world around you roll? Okay. I think as much as I'm trying to, as much as I'm trying to stay calm, there's something about this whole thing that's just off. This just doesn't feel like a something I can hit with a sword <laughs> so I'm a little bit unhappy with this so when you spend a moment to pay attention to the world around you on a 10 plus ask 3 on a 7 to 9 ask 1 when you act on an answer take plus 1 forward um, how are you feeling right now um, scared this is not that's not a good situation alrighty okay let's roll scared oh no that's terrible I do. I am not paying attention. That's really bad. So I rolled a four. I think that is. So you mark XP. Yes, I do. So you walk over to the edge and you you hold your torch over. I feel like from where you are, the height you are over like the ground, you can't see anything from up here. You'll have to like lean down closer to to actually work out what's going on. How high is this shelf? It's probably like, like maybe four or five feet uh, between you and the floor. But like, I, I feel like with a torch, you can't really see that far. Like you, you're another like few feet on top of that, so you'll probably have to lean over to get a good look. Do you? Okay. Um. No. No. But what if Belka went and had a look? What's, what's Belka doing? <laughs> Is that going to happen? I do want to look over and see what's down there. Are you going to go grab the torch? 
Is is Briss distracted enough that I'd be able to do that? Yeah, I think so. Then yes. Yeah, I think if if I notice that Briss is being very hesitant and sort of seeming to call it as uh, never mind, we'll just ignore it and go back. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Okay. Um. And what are you doing? I'm gonna stick my head down the hole and see what's going on down there. Be grabbing the torch to over the edge. I feel like you'll have to to be able to see. Yeah, I think I'd need it to see. I feel like Briss will punch me, yeah. but well, maybe it's actually, worth it. You've probably got the other torch. You've probably got uh, Callan's torch. Oh yeah, because you... Callan has a spear, yeah. so... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use my torch then. Um, I feel like this is just a uh, straight tempt fate roll. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm excited. Which is, I guess... I think I'm scared excited more than joyful excited, so... <laughs> oh no. That's just another four. Okay, so you do mark XP. Okay. We're so bad at looking. I think we just really enjoy the number four. This 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 entire session. How many fours have we rolled so far? Like three or four of them? Mm-hmm. That's why I that's why Charles now joined the dance and I don't really know what's gonna happen to Vilka. So as Bruce is pulling back, you you rush over to the edge, and imagine you're you get down on like your hands and knees and just stick the torch over and down to see what you can see. Yep, and that sounds about right. So you can see on the bottom of the floor, like the next layer down, there seems to be some water running through. It seems to be like wetter than any bit of the cave you've been through so far. All across the floor is is a mixture of plants. There are some mushrooms which are brown and they're, they're semicircle shaped. Like almost like clam shells, uh, which which are popping up all across the floor and along the walls, and there are also these weird plants that are, are kind of spiking up. Single-stemmed plants with with like a large fleshy bit on top, um, with with spiky leaves like surrounding it like a crown, um, and they and they're growing all across the floor. And amongst these plants are these dots of yellow growth. Some of this yellow growth um, seems to be in the gaps between the plants. Uh, and these are fairly large bits. Like Each of them is maybe like a few inches across. There's, there's maybe even a bit that, that is like a foot across. I think that's the bit that you've just that has fallen to the floor. Um, and each of these seems to be like a, a roughly, roughly spherical object, but like as if a ball has collapsed in on itself. And from that central mass, um, they seem to have like arms that have kind of grown out. They they seem to have like grown and attached themselves both to the walls and the floors and and the plants around them. And there's smaller bits of growth that that seem to be erupting from inside the plants. And as you lean down and as you look at them, uh, you see one of these tendrils from from the bit that's fallen to the floor just reaches out and it and it kind of like lashes around um around your arm. Oh no! What do you do? Oh, uh, gosh. I'm quite startled, so I'm going to do a bit of a flail, but I don't know if I would fall backwards or forwards. If I was leaning over the edge, it feels like it would be forwards. Oh my god, don't, don't fall forwards. I would really like it to be backwards. <laughs> so, so this is maybe a steal yourself move, which is when you steal yourself against grave in- injury, duress or horrors, choose an action you hope not to do and roll. Okay. On a 10 plus, nothing oh happens. On a 7 to 9, um, the, I choose something that you didn't want to do. 
And if you fail it, you do the thing you don't want to do. Okay, well, I hope not to fall <laughs> forwards into the tendril pit. Okay, make your roll. Uh... <laughs> and you're, you're rolling scared again. Oh no! Oh no! Well, uh, so that's a six. Oh, no. So you get to get to mark <laughs> oh, no. another XP point. Good. That's quite a consolation. And so you panic. And in that moment of panic, you feel the thing that has grabbed your wrist suddenly, like, tighten. And, and, and the, the limb tightens, and you're, you're pulled forward into the pit. Um, you, say it's about five feet. I feel like you land awkwardly. Um, you, you take one, one harm. Oh no. Can I, can I try and grab them as they fall? I feel like the falling into a pit thing happens, um, but you can definitely react from that. Okay, um, Belka! Get out of there! What the what the hell are you doing? I reach out and and try and try and grab grab hold of a foot or <laughs> anything I can grab. Can I reach up and try and grab this grabbing? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie down uh, on my on my front and uh, put, put, drop my sword quickly. Oh no! Uh, and re- reach down with what? No, not not in the pit by the side. This is this Still, is precious. Still, oh no! Um, like lie down and reach out one one hand. Are you reaching back, or are you doing something different? Uh, I mean, can I do a notice while I'm down here? Um, I think that involves spending a moment to pay attention. Yeah, I don't feel okay. like you've got that moment. I feel like this is like sheer panic. Um, so, so you're on the floor of this pit. You've probably like landed in a mix of like mushrooms and flowers and this and this yellow stuff. And what a look. it's definitely got one. One bit of it is wrapped around your arm still, like uh, your right arm that was... Are you right-handed or left-handed? Uh, left. Okay. So I feel like it's the hand that was holding the torch, and I feel like the torch has scattered ahead of you a little bit. And in your left hand is the knife. Okay, uh, I'm not fussed about the arm situation. I'm going to try and grab Briss. Okay. Um, are, you, are you letting go of the knife to do that? No, I'm going to use my gross tendril arm. So you're just going to, like... Um, force, force fruit. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of try and throw myself to my three feet and grab Briss with my free arm. Okay. Um. So this is probably make a show of strength. So when you make a show of strength to get what you want, roll on a ten plus. Uh, they make you carry it back down. Their choice on a seven to nine, they pick one. Is that right? W- would this maybe me be um, Briss rolling to try and. So maybe it's use force, which is when you use force, roll on a ten plus pick two, on a seven to nine pick one. Um and the your options are suffer little harm, inflict great harm, or you drive back, seize hold of something, or create an opportunity. So I feel like it's that. Um so I feel like Belka makes the roll, and then if Briss wants to, you're in a situation to um offer up. Um I don't think Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I was thinking you need to actually have a bond to use, but I don't think you quite can. So you, you can you can just give them out. Can't no, you? I think you need to have one to do the plus one. Do you oh, have right. a bond? I don't think we have a bond. Oh no. no. Okay, cool. No. Um, do you want to make your use force roll? Uh, yes. I'm gonna roll with powerful. I think because I'm riding that sweet adrenaline rush. Okay. Okay. That's an 11. Okay, so you get to pick two. So you either suffer little harm, 
you inflict great harm, or you drive back, seize hold of something, or create an opportunity. Seize hold. So that last one is free. I seize hold. Cool. You seize hold of Briss's hand, and do you want to suffer little harm or inflict great harm? Inflict great harm. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> on these plants. On, on the yellow stuff? Yes. Um, how are you doing that? Kicking. <laughs> Just kicking and slashing wildly? Yeah. Full-on flailing. Okay, um, so you grab Briss's hand and Briss yanks you up as you're just, like, flailing about. I imagine you're, like, lashing about the knife as well as you're pulled up onto the top of the shelf. Um, I feel like you take another point of harm here as as um, the tendril okay. rips away from your flesh and you drive the yellow things back. You idiot! What the... You're supposed to stay behind me. Fell down. Yeah, that's because you pushed are, ahead. Are you okay? And where, are you okay? You Callum, Callum's like just kind of rushes in and like puts puts himself between you and between you and Briss, and like starts looking at your hand. They're fine. They're just a bloody idiot. I fell down. Look, if you're not going to help, stay out of the way and don't make things worse. What did you see? What was down there? Uh, plants, plants and wet and yellow. I fell down. Are you okay? And like Callan starts, finds a bandage from his pack and starts like bandaging your arm. I feel like as that happens, um, like Callan like suddenly looks up and and you you all kind of look round and you see that there are the three figures have come down the corridor from the direction of the wooden boards. I've picked up my sword again. There are two shorter figures. Um, one of them, like judging from the voice, you assume is Maddie. And then, ne- like, stood in front of them is is a tall, thin man who is holding a rifle and is aiming at it at you three. And beside him is an animal, sort of like a large dog sized with a long whipping tail, um, taloned legs, like a like 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 bird's talons um, at the end of its feet, and it, and it's kind of it's got like a, a dark. Dark fur and like a lot, and in a minute, its ears are drawn back and it's snarling. Hello. Okay, Charla. Yeah. So when we left you, you'd given in to dancing. Yep. And I had heard the word "welcome" come to me in the storm. I think the next thing you remember is all of a sudden um, the buffeting noise of the storm. Like the winds and everything else that that is is part of it um, is silent, and for a moment you're not sure how long it lasts. It could it could be seconds. It could be could be hours. Your mind is basically empty, and then the next moment you're back, and you're Charla, and and you can feel like beneath you. Is the rough hardness of of the of wood, and you can hear the you can hear the sound of wooden wheels on snow, and and to your left you can feel the warmth of another body, and and you look to your left and you can see you can see uh, the face of your friend um, Corin through blurry eyes, and you can see sitting above you holding something cold to your forehead. Um, the figure of Ioff. 
and then you fade back into blackness. <laughs>